You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. That music never gets old. Boy, do we have a great show planned for you. You are listening to Orange County's longest running business talk show, and I am your host, Rick Franzi. Why did I say we're going to have a great show planned for you? Because I know we have a great guest. Ray Blackman is our guest. Ray, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's great to be here. Ray is the co-founder, sorry, and co-CEO of her own firm, Product Pair. And so we're going to be talking about her as an entrepreneur, a bit about the company, her background. It's going to be a tour de force. But let's start very simply with your origin story, at least for Product Pair. What was or is the motivation or inspiration for you and your co-founder to launch this company? So uh, between myself and my co-founder, Greg, who's also my husband, uh, we had actually started, um, I want to say, five um, software companies. Um, so we had a lot of experience in terms of like building stuff from scratch, like designing them and developing them and launching them to market. Um, and in addition, we'd worked at tech companies before, too. I actually worked as an engineer at tech companies, we'd worked in sales roles. And um, so it, we had ac accumulated a lot of expertise over, you know, our aggregate decades of experience. And so it was a very natural extension for us to start offering everything we'd learned um, from all of our mistakes and successes um, with clients. Um, so it wasn't exactly, I wouldn't say we like planned to do uh, product fair it was more like people would ask us for our expertise and we provided it and saw that we could provide a lot of value and the business grew from there so take me back to was it over dinner one night who suggested that product pair be your next entrepreneur was it you was it him How did that happen? <laughs> um i don't actually with most things we we rarely have like where he ends and i begin <laughs> um, so nice. it was uh yeah it was very much a joint thought or a joint effort um it grew out of actually a client that he initially took which was a, a very large conglomerate with many brands um and as most you know spouse entrepreneurship stories work like the business got to a point where you know, both of us could start doing it full time. Um, and so he was first to, I guess, kickstart it. And I, I was able to join on um, once it got to a certain size. Okay, so let's talk about what it is. But before you kind of tell me uh, about the company, I'm wondering, it's been a, year, a little over a year, right? Year plus that you two have launched Product Pair. Any Pivots, changes in the business model since you launched? And then we'll talk about what the business model is and what you're doing today for your clients. Sure. Um, absolutely. Um, so we actually went through this um, brand identity, who are we exercise that was very painful and lasted, I think, like three or four months. Um, and, you know, brand identity and who are you can be the most simple exercise that you do in like an hour, I guess, if you know exactly what your uh, strengths are and what you're offering. But we actually, I think we launched like six or seven different versions of our website in that period of time. Um, just 
tweaking the message. Um, and actually the thing, the biggest takeaway I had from that exercise is that um, we, you know, we both come from technical backgrounds. We tend to be very linear, logical thinkers. Um, so the hardest thing for us to do was to tap into like our heart <laughs> and like, what is it that we actually really wanted to do? What, what is it that got us excited? Um, and less thinking about the market and like what's on trend right now. And, you know, what are you likely to get funding for, which is how our, how we tend to think. Um, so effectively we went from the very different iterations of our company and landed at where we are right now, which is what we really wanted to do all along, which is a product innovation studio, as we call it. Hmm. Um, effectively, it's launching um, products. You know, it's for startups and small companies, it's launching their first product, but it also can extend to companies, uh, very large companies and, and brands. Uh, we've worked with uh, brands as large as the Super Bowl and the UFC and Udemy, the e-learning platform and in those type of engagements you're not obviously you're not launching their first ever product but you are a lot of times sometimes creating a new department a new re revenue line or optimizing one of their processes so uh everything greenfield for us is, is our expertise and what we really get excited about so we basically doubled down on the thing that got us out of bed in the first place and starting tech companies um and um, it's been working great so far. So in my experience as a fellow entrepreneur, I believe the hardest thing to do is to launch a new uh, company. Mm -hmm. The world doesn't know it needs product pair. They're very mm -hmm. happy without you. And you have to force your way in, you and your partner. Maybe the second hardest thing is, mm -hmm. and I'm out on a limb here, but is to take an existing company that's successful and either help them to launch a new product, new service, mm -hmm. new division, or to retool the existing product to figure out how to make it even more successful. So it sounds like you and your partner are taking on some of the biggest challenges entrepreneurs <laughs> and companies face, right? Yeah. I mean, we love that. Um, I can understand how, um, some people might find it a kind of a up, upper hill battle, mm -hmm. but um, transformation, modernization, um, like bringing something new into the world is something that we derive a lot of fulfillment from. Um, I think the act of creation is very fulfilling. So you can't create something if it already exists. and. Um, there's definitely different personality types that prefer to like optimize and operate an existing, like jump on the existing train effectively. But for us, um, I don't know, we like, we like uh, bringing things to life. And the name derives from what? What does it mean, product pair? So product pair is, has multiple meanings. Um, the pair is myself and Greg, the micro-founder, so it's a little cheesy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the product portion of it is uh, effectively from product management, which is what our central role is in our company, is we manage the development of products um, and software products in general. Like, uh, you know, that's, that's how the name came about. It's very literal. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so the way that we operate the company is we are the two of us, basically the linchpins of the company and every project. And we have an extended team of engineers, designers, testers, uh, marketers, like everything, every function that's required to make a product launch and succeed. Um, and, but we're like the effective, like cornerstone of every project and everything kind of offshoots from us. So it sounds like the term product can also be applied to a service. You're not, you're not solely helping companies launch physical products. Is that correct, right? Um, no, actually every product that we have launched has been a software product. So it's um, software, okay. Yes. Um, we have not done anything outside of software just because we come from technical backgrounds and that's what we know. It's a very specific um, skill set and um, platforms and technologies that you have to use. Um, so we have not, although I would like, you know, I think it'd be fun to, I don't know, launch like a new Coke or something (laughs) 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 or like a new shirt. Um, but no, everything we've done has been digital products. The service we provide is the, is the, is the creation and launch of digital products. Okay. Got it straight now. And so your technical training and your background really is appropriate to help these companies to understand, although technology continues to advance at a breakneck pace, and that's probably good news because it gives you more options of tools to use, but it's probably a challenge because there's so many, it's the paradox of choice. Maybe there's so many different platforms or vehicles. Is that, am I at all close to being? Yes, absolutely. Um, Yeah. It's kind of a double-edged sword in technology because once you um, learn something or you feel like you, you got it, um, don't get too comfortable because (laughs) the next thing is around the corner (laughs) (laughs) and you have to erase your mind of everything you just learned and go to the next thing. So being comfortable with change is very essential for entrepreneurship in general, but especially I think in tech, you yeah. can't get, you can't get attached to anything um, because the whole game is innovation and it's like constantly evolving with the market. Uh, but at the same time, it's great for us as far as a business perspective, because nothing is stagnant. You know, we, I talked about, you know, making a new soda or a shirt before, and there's not probably that much movement in those industries. You know, once you built one, you got your shirt. <laughs> but and in technology, you know, we have a lot of follow-on projects and clients because let's say we built something that was a data platform, and now AI is, you know, the hot thing, and it's a very natural extension to layer on AI or machine learning to a data platform. And that's, uh, that's something I want to ask you about in a minute, if I could. But before I go into the impact that artificial intelligence is having, and you touched on it, I know that you're a serial entrepreneur. You you spoke about that in the open, how between you and Greg, how many different ventures you have launched over your career. And I'm wondering, for those of us that are not serial entrepreneurs, we're kind of you know one time, mm-hmm. uh, are there lessons that you guys have learned from the mm-hmm. previous experience that are informing you today and maybe making decisions easier or at least better thought through because you have that experience of being an entrepreneur before. Absolutely. So I think it's really interesting with entrepreneurship people in my first company that I started, I remember 
I set myself a clock. I said, you have a year to make this work. <laughs> and if you haven't made it work by a year, then you have to go get a, get a job again because, you know, you're basically like bleeding cash during the time. <laughs> That's that I linear think, thinking in you. Yeah, like. exactly. So a lot of people, I think, think of entrepreneurship that way where they say like, oh, it didn't work. You know, it's over kind of thing. Yeah. But to me, entrepreneurship is kind of uh, not too dissimilar from any career track where in the first year that you do it, you really don't know what you're doing and you're not good. Um, and in the second year, you're slightly less bad, you know, <laughs> and yeah. by the time that you have 10 years of experience, um, you are actually a seasoned professional in in the thing that you're doing and entrepreneurship is no different from being an accountant or a lawyer or a doctor. Um, I think that is the biggest takeaway that I've had is that. I made a lot of mistakes. We both collectively made a lot of mistakes, especially the earlier. It's funny, you look at it and like everything, the, the earlier it was in our journey, the worse it was, mm. <laughs> like in terms of like outcome, in terms of quality. And um, we've just like cumulatively built all these skills over time. And most importantly is I think we've become comfortable with the ups and downs of entrepreneurship mm. as like as a way of life, uh, which is a really hard pill to swallow in the beginning, you know. So, uh, but once you've seen a few cycles, once you've been up and then you've been down and then you've been up again, it's a lot. You feel a lot safer in just understanding that this is like just how it goes. Um, so certainly, the fact that we have had. All those experiences what is what enables us to provide a good service to our clients now and make sure we have better outcomes because we've seen the not positive and the positive outcome and we're able to basically like direct efforts a certain way um i think the biggest the other big lesson for me is that a lot of times i think with entrepreneurship things are presented as like luck oriented like oh let's see if this takes you know, like, um, but the, the longer you do it, it really is actually a systematic effort. Um, there are very particular tools and platforms and skills that you need to very much elevate uh, the success rate of a project. Um, so like thinking of it like a gamble is not really um, accurate, I think. Like you, if you don't, know the paths to make yourself succeed it's just a matter of time until you learn them if you stick around long enough i told you at the beginning of the show that we were going to have a great show because ray was going to be a great guest and i think all the answers have proved me to be true that one <laughs> is an anchoring moment and for me getting comfortable with the fact that entrepreneurship has peaks and valleys regardless of how successful you are is a big change from the corporate world where maybe you're somewhat insulated. At least yeah. you feel like you might be from those peaks and valleys, but thank you for, I meet sure. a lot of folks who think they should be entrepreneurs. I'm like, wow, there's a lot. To I left the corporate world and I felt like it took me a year or two to unlearn the bad habits of what worked in the corporate world. That doesn't yep. work when you're an entrepreneur. You're much closer yeah. to the business, especially in the early days of a business. Yeah, and what's interesting is for me, I think in the very beginning of my entrepreneurship journey, I had kind of this, uh, like, kind of 
a lot of entrepreneurs kind of feel angry at like being an employee. Like they don't, they're kind of insubordinate or like whatever they are. They don't like having a boss and they're like, I can do that better. You know, I can do make it myself. I don't need you guys. But actually the longer that I have been an entrepreneur, the more respect I have for any venture, big or small, that that actually survives like i right. know what it takes now so like whatever the corporate entity is bringing to the table is actually something that i very much give credit to um just because i just i know what it what it took to get there and it's not it's not an easy path so um yeah it's definitely a shift in perspective definitely. business business leading a business is never easy yeah. it's, there's always challenges but it's never mm-hmm. harder in my opinion, than those early yeah. days when you're just yeah. trying to create their first client, get some revenue, yeah. then get to a break-even point where at least the business pays for itself before yeah. you even can th- think about taking some money out of the business. So oh, all, all things entrepreneurs, that's why we do Critical Mass Business Talk Show. That's why we've been <laughs> on the air so long. And that's why we have such fascinating shows in our catalog as we're doing today. Is there a piece of business advice, Ray, that mm-hmm. you were given or maybe that you give that you think is really valuable and that you could share with my audience today? Absolutely. It actually goes very hand in hand with um, a lot of what we've been talking about, which is that this concept of entrepreneurship being hard um, was a big hurdle for me to get over mentally because um, I always felt like I had like this safety latch on the side where I'm like, okay, if this is getting too hard, like, let's just like take the parachute out <laughs> and go back to a salary. Um, but the quote I love is that it says, everything is hard. You just have to choose your hard, right? So being on a career path where you, you know, have to go in every single day, you know, eight to eight plus hours a day. And deal with politics and uh, competition and increase your skills and apply to jobs. That is hard too. In fact, I would say maybe it was too hard for me because it was a kind of hard that I couldn't tolerate, um, apparently. Um, and entrepreneurship is hard as well for many, many reasons. So much uncertainty, so much self doubt, um, instability. Um, and like you said, just like getting that first or those first moments um, is very, very difficult. Um, and I, I also think there's another inflection point in any business's journey that is all, another difficult point, which is how to find a repeatable pattern. Yes. Like you may have had like two years of great success, but you secretly know that like you didn't really figure it out. Like you don't know exactly, <laughs> like you don't know why it worked or how. And yeah. if you can't figure out how to do a systematic path to growing your business, that is the reason why a lot of companies fail as well. Exactly. Um, so I think those two moments are the hardest in entrepreneurship. But again, choose your heart. What is it? What kind of difficulty actually gets, energizes you? And what type of difficult is draining your energy and making you sad? So that's, that's the motto I like. (laughs) I love it. I wrote it down. So thank you. I wonder you started and I sort of cut you off. I apologize for that, but I, I wanted to take a focused moment because you're in the space, you're in software, (laughs) you're in technology and um, everything you read now has some flavor of AI around it. 
Yeah. How are you seeing, how are you and your partner seeing AI influencing your clients and your business model? Um, so we are a very data heavy, data intensive software services company, meaning that we've worked with a lot of data platforms and um, just very data intensive platforms as well. Like, um, so we were already like at least tangentially in the AI space um, before it became um, the rage as it is today. Um, but I think nowadays there really is no client or technology company that doesn't want to have AI at least integrated into their platform. So it creates a lot of opportunities for us. Um, the term AI is misused, but a lot, but you know, um, and a lot of times it's a little sprinkle of AI that we're talking about, not actually building the AI model. Um, but I, I think that AI is personally, I, I always thought that AI was the most interesting new technology that, um, you know, between all the different categories we have like VR and uh, crypto and AI, I always gravitated towards AI. Um, and it's very fascinating because having worked as a software engineer, the most tedious part of coding is that you have to spell out everything to the computer. If you leave out even the smallest detail, the whole application can crash and the beauty of AI is the computer can actually think for itself and it can generate code. And to, to be able to create this kind of like self-serving model is really incredible. Um, so yeah, it's created a lot of opportunity for us. And I don't think it's going to replace um, technology or software engineering jobs as you know, some of that fear um talk says <laughs> because i think that you know software engineers are actually the people that are building these models and mm -hmm. improving them so if anything it makes it makes technology even stronger as a sector um so i think we're in a very exciting moment for sure i agree with you i i feel i've seen a lot of technology innovation over my career you know internet social media whatever websites talk about it i mean uh I feel like artificial intelligence is, is going to be like electricity in the fact that it's yeah. going to be everywhere and mm -hmm. fun, a foundational aspect to so much that we can't even, um, we've created intelligence to your point, things that can actually yeah. create itself, which previously hasn't been the case. So uh, let's talk about the future. Let's talk about your business's future, Ray. You're going to be back on Critical Mass Business Talk Show at some point in the future. And we're going to tell them about what's new and great. Where are you and Greg seeing product pair going in the future? What's your vision? Um, I think for us, the most obvious thing is to keep growing the scale of the business in terms of getting more clients, uh, more projects, more employees. But outside of growing just keep on going and scaling the business. We, we come from, um, we're, we currently have a services business where we build products for other people, right? But our foundations are that we both come from product companies. So we led um, basically like applications. And so we want to add a software component to our company as well. 
so that we are we have kind of like a services arm as well as um, a software product that we're selling. Um, it's just, it would be a shame for us to have all this, you know, experience and know-how and not do that. <laughs> right. it, also, it also makes no sense. So uh, we, and we love it, you know, it's very creative. I, I, I liken it to like movie production. You know, you want, if you, if you're hired to do, to produce movies for other studios, you're going to eventually want to make your own documentary. <laughs> so like uh, we want to basically do our own product as well. Well, that's exciting. And you certainly have to keep me in mind when you're ready to come back and talk about that product. At the very least, that'll have to be the next time I have you back on the show. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed our time together. If someone would like to reach out to you or to Greg or learn more about Product Pair digitally, where do you suggest they go, Ray? So our website is productpair.co, not .com. Um, and we have, you know, LinkedIn pages and all the social media as well. And for me, I'm on LinkedIn and so is Greg. Um, and you can find us there. Um, we're pretty responsive, you know, we're always on the computer. So <laughs> if, you, if you reach out to us, we'll get back, get right back to you. And we'd love to work with anybody out there. Well, I want to thank you for your time today. I've thoroughly enjoyed our time together. It's as advertised, you were an excellent guest, informative and fun to speak with. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. And I'd like to thank the audience. You've been a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. Uh, Ray's episode is part of our catalog now with 1,400 other interviews in there. Probably people that you know. If you're an Orange County entrepreneur and you have a story to tell, you'd like to tell it on our platform, reach out to Haley Stern or myself. I'm Rick, R-I-C, Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. That's who I am on LinkedIn. Coincidentally, that's also my website, rickfranzi.com. And until the next time we have a chance to be together, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Mm -hmm.